0: Everybody welcome back to the Hit Factor. We have some controversial topics today as we have board minutes to discuss and some other great topics. So, we're going to be giving some opinions and uh not being very nice, I don't think. But so uh it's just Jason, Jared and Jeff tonight and we'll just get right into it. So, Jason, what was the first topic we we're going to talk about?
1: Um, ben and uh, Ben and Joel's new book. I'm holding it up for Jeff and uh, Jared. They can see it, but uh, everybody's seen pictures of it by now. Um, ben and Ben and Joel were nice enough to give me an advanced copy and let me read it. I read the whole book. Thought it was pretty good information. Um, I, in my mind, it, it uh, addresses in pretty good detail. Um, everything regarding the sport on the mental side. So if you have a question about pres- match pressure or stage planning or, um, goal setting, how to manage stress, um, stage memorization, I'm just flipping through it. It's got all that stuff in there. Um, it's all got right. some stories from Ben and Joel that are, I thought were very, very entertaining or uh, interesting. Oh, need oh, to wow. shut that shit up now. <laughs> <laughs> no but a uh, good book um, I like reading these books I always like reading them and then um, a little bit later I'll you know later on the year I'll read them again uh, see if something jumps back out at me but if you've read any of Ben's books you know they're all good and um, this one's no different and Joel's got some stuff in here as well so I think it's a pretty good book and if you're looking to get better on the mental side pick it up have you read all of Ben's books I have read Almost all of them. I don't think I read his earliest ones like the um, I think he had one. that was like a dry fire 15 minute a day routine or something like that. But I started reading uh, Ben's books in, I think, 2017. Um, I didn't even know who Ben was. I saw him on the Enos forum post. He's like, hey, dry fire or uh, practical pistol reloaded is out. And I was like, who's this Ben Stoger guy? And started Googling him and uh, and then realized who he was. Bought the books. So I've read them all. All the books past um, Practical Pistol Reloaded.
0: Jared, have you read them all?
2: Uh, I think I've read everything that's current, other than Match Mentality. I haven't got it yet. Got
0: some cool. good info in it. Cool, 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 cool. I've never read one.
1: I think I this one's a good read. I think you, yeah, Jeff, <laughs> I think you should read this one for sure. Um yeah, I think so, it's good information.
2: So I think and uh, I bought this
1: one, so I mean I got a a free copy, but I bought this one because I'm not a moocher like Jeff.
0: Well it's like it's kinda like a, a pride thing now. It's like, know, I'm, it's like I made it this far without reading anything. I just like really want to make GM without reading anything. <laughs> so I think
1: I've heard you say that before and I've heard other good shooter some other good shooters say that. And mm. I kinda get that. You know, it's like, oh, you know, but it's like and oh, that's just, stupid. Just, I'm wait- I feel like I'm wasting time too. In my in my yeah. mind, I think you would be further along if you would have read these books. Yeah, I'm I not saying do. reading these books is gonna just all of a sudden make these, but it, it I think there's good information in them.
2: Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, the last book that came out—I don't even remember what it's called—like Breakthrough Marksmanship or whatever. I mean, it kind of narrowed down to more of the basics, but that book was very valuable to me.
1: Yeah, let's go. A lot of good stuff in this book I mean there's some things That I've already Like I said I've read through it once Um, One of the One of the coolest I really can't give anything away Because it's You know um, Their book But um, There's some pretty good stuff in here Where they talk about You know There's just a couple of excerpts Where they'll talk about How they felt at a match And And how they got through it And I thought that was Really interesting to hear someone Uh, Like Ben Say this Have you read
2: Have you read Winning in Mind
1: I have read With Winning in Mind.
2: Yeah, so I, I kind of feel like this is going to – I haven't read it yet. So, but i kind of hope that this is more something like that, but more focused to our game.
1: I think it is. I think it is. I mean, it's not – Winning in Mind is almost kind of Zen-like. It's almost uh, – if you've read Brian Enos' book or tried to read it, I tried to read it and didn't make it very I, far. I, but yeah.
2: I got, I got like 20 pages in, and I'm like – you would have to be high as balls to understand. Yeah. But yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, it's, it's like, I don't even know what you're trying to talk about, but it just sounds kind of silly that you're trying to be, but, but again, maybe it's because I'm an idiot, <laughs> which is probably the case. But, uh, with winning in mind, I liked a lot. It had a lot of good information in it. And this has got some stuff that's, you know, definitely, um, more tour. It, it's helpful like that. That's more towards you. I mean, specifically USPSA. So it's good stuff. Um, I like it. Anyways.
0: Cool. There you have it. What's the book called? Mental, or (laughs) shit, (laughs) match mentality.
1: All right. Match mentality. Managing skills and mindset into performance.
0: You want me to uh, take a screenshot of you holding it up and smiling? Hold on a second
2: here. (laughs) I came to the
0: book. Done. It's just—it's just your creepy ass smile. The books didn't make this cut. <laughs> well, don't do that. Nobody well, wants I, to see that. Uh,
2: <laughs> just, just take a picture of him. I don't want to be Here, in the picture.
1: Yeah, just take a picture. I don't want to be in the picture with the. Tell where I need to move. I mean, yeah, anyway, who cares? So. Oh, wait, that
2: perfect. I don't give a shit. Everybody knows what the fucking books look books look like. It looks like a book. It looks like a book. So, okay. I think we should uh, dive into these uh, changes with the board recently. Well, hold on a second, Jared. Hold on. What? Shit. Hold on.
0: Weren't we going to talk about something else, too? We, we're definitely going to talk about the uh, the federal discount code. <laughs> hey, you can't
1: see me at home, but I'm doing air quotes. Discount code. Discount
0: code.
2: Okay. Oh, yeah. It didn't... It did not appear to be a great deal.
1: It did not appear to discount it any more than if you went to Midway USA and bought it. In fact, it was more.
0: Yeah, it was definitely more. So that was the deal. I actually went to uh, three different websites other than the federal site, and without a discount code, you can buy it for. I I did four boxes on each side, four boxes of nine millimeters. The same, same projectile. And it was I'll uh, see, I wrote it down here, hold on, okay, so on one side it was for four boxes it was fifty five ninety one on another one it was fifty eight twenty two on another one it was fifty eight twenty four and then through the link sent out in the email from u s p s a to the federal site with the discount it was sixty nine seventy six yeah, so yeah, it's just comical and retarded, right? Yep. And kinda kinda shitty. Alright, so that's one thing. Like, is it shitty or was it just lazy? Like they're just like so googly about having a discount code to send out that they didn't even look in to see if it was a good deal for the members.
1: Well I have looked into that ammo because I'm <laughs> I'm by the day, getting more tired of reloading, but the ammo has not come down to the price to where I'm going to do it. So I knew what that ammo cost. So when I when I got that email, I looked at it and I was like, "This is like three dollars a box more than I can mm-hmm. buy it from Amazon or not Amazon, uh, Midway or where." And I looked at a couple places. So I'm sitting there and I just kind of I just dismissed it very uh, quickly. And because I mean, that's sometimes it happens. Like you get some in some businesses or in some fields, you go to buy something, and if you buy it direct from the manufacturer, it's just more money than if you bought it from one of the retailers. And that may be a business decision that they're just trying to direct business to their retailers. And if somebody's still stupid enough to buy it direct, okay, great, thanks. So I, I don't know.
2: That's that is a good point. I, you don't want to be in the business of competing with your distributors and dealers.
1: Yeah. So, makes sense, but then why does USPSA do that? And why do they do that on this one thing? Oh, here's a link to 15% off. Oh, by the way, it's still 30% more than it would be if you bought it somewhere else.
2: Uh, no idea, but at yeah. the end of the day, I, right. honestly, yeah, I honestly don't care. I wasn't gonna buy SynTech anyways. Yeah, it, I would have it been kinda, the right price. You know, what it, it, it
0: reminds me of it reminds me of a lot of people in this sport. That will do anything for a discount code. It's like, like what? Yeah, yeah, anything, man, anything. Jeff
2: has done, Jeff has done some things for five Unspeakable,
1: years. unspeakable have things. You, have you have you let people touch you in the precious?
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> we're not touching that one.
1: Uh, <laughs> I hope you're know, not
2: I'm, touching it. <laughs> the, for me, the the problem with the uh, Syntec is I don't like the really heavy loadings, so I'm not going to shoot anything in 147 or 150. If they had a like 115 or 125 load, I'd they probably do. not that's uh guaranteed match ammo though. I don't know about that, but I know
1: they've I know they do have Centec that's it's,
2: my understanding only the 150 for 9mm and the PCC yeah. 130 load are approved. So okay. it's, if, they, if they had a normal like 125 or 115 loading, I'd probably use it for like nationals and stuff just because it's way easier than shipping ammo you just get on brown nails hit buy and mail straight to the match
0: but that's the that's kind of the vibe i got from the email it was like they were i don't know it just kind of felt like they were so excited that they had a, a discount code
2: to hand out that they didn't care if it was decent you know yeah, I'm, I'm going to do the same thing for Jason. I'm going to have a discount code on Shadow 2 so you can buy a new one for $1,800. Yeah, but you're going to give me a discount code, right? 5% off. All right.
0: So when I first started shooting, I shot a lot of extreme bullets. And they were fine, fine bullets. And every once in a while, they would have a decent sale, like a Black Friday sale. It would be 20% off, free shipping, you know. So I do that. And then once you go on their email list... Throughout the year, they would, like, it was like every Friday or something, they would have something, 5% off on something on their site. But, so you get these emails and you, you wait for one that was the projectile you wanted because it was, you know, it would cycle through all their different stuff. And then it would finally get to, you know, 147, 9 millimeters. And you go over there and it just like, it wouldn't seem right. It's like, I feel like it should have been cheaper than that. So like after a while I just kept checking it and I would notice that they would jack the price up of that bullet the week they sent out the discount code. Yeah. Yeah. It's just and super so, shitty, super yeah. shitty. Right.
1: Yeah. 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 Cause that's what somebody, somebody made a thing on comment on the internet on the internet, and, um, I was like, "What, are you surprised that they jacked the price up only then to offer you a discount?" <laughs> I was <laughs> like, "I mean, that's, come on, dude." Yeah, <laughs> but they had a good point. They're like, "But but you know, USPSA is member-owned, so why are they doing that to the members sending out this bogus, in fact, more expensive route to buy this ammo?" You know, and and of course, I don't know, man. They just I said, "Maybe they're just trying to promote the sponsors, but I don't know." I mean, the, I hate criticizing sense. I hate criticizing everything. Because we're fixing to get into some really heavy criticism here. <laughs> right.
2: you're, you're, you're criticizing something that I see as an on-starter. If someone's dumb enough to pay it, great. I, I, and not, I thought
1: this—I did—I thought the same thing. But at the same time, sometimes people don't know
2: because until you cir- get screwed over. The certified was... match, the certified match ammo, and everything that comes from that, I think, is a good deal from the from partnering with Federal. So, thing I the price of the ammo.
0: What was strange is uh, federal, federal Ammunition, it's not in the Preferred Vendors page on USPSA site, and it's not in the Industry Partners page on the website. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. That doesn't really mean anything, but I went looking for it after I saw that. So.
1: I've never even shot this Cintec. I don't know if it's good, but I will say this. Federal's American Eagle, I've always really, really liked it. The uh, American Eagle brand. So right. now, when it when it comes to match ammo, I'll give a free plug, and I I've shot this ammo, and I pay full price for it. But uh, Precision Delta also has match ammo, and it's uh it's also one forty seven grain and nine millimeter, and it's uh, I shot it, and it's really good stuff, and it's a lot cheaper. Delivered to your door, it's about ten dollars and fifty cents a box. If you, buy, right. their, if you buy their buy their six hundred round match pack, comes in a cool yeah. little
2: yep, yeah, good stuff. Because you yeah. ship like nationals, uh, and they, they, they do,
1: they will ship it to nationals for you. Let me rephrase that they should. I don't know what they're doing this year, I don't want to say that, but not that the 20 people that may listen to this are gonna care. But good stuff, there's my two plugs.
2: All right, so you guys want to uh dive into the uh role changes,
1: sure. All so right. Jared, so Jared, tell us what's the best one, the best, or how do you want to do it? Do you want to give us the oh, no. best
2: and then the I, worst? I'm going to start at the top. So uh, here I'm we sorry. are. Here we are in uh, production division rules. And the first change we're going to see here is uh, 17 and 18. Slide porch permitted, yes, is 17. Uh, 18 is going to be maximum weight. Yes, and the new maximum weight is fifty-nine ounces with an empty mag inserted. Damn. So clearly it sounds like to me the slide boards mean that we're we're gonna allow like milling through the slide for production. So I don't I can't imagine too many people are gonna utilize cutting a bunch of weight out of the slide for anything. Hopefully it's more targeted to allowing a some of the more aftermarket and standard slides uh, into the vision, but it's uh, it's an interesting change. And then the uh, weight limit—that's the big one there, uh, allowing it to go up to 59 ounces. That's an increase from I think was you may you may add up to four ounces over the old weight of the gun. Right. Any reaction to either one of you on this year?
1: I don't know why they made that change in production. It, either not not only the weight limit, but the allowing the slide milling or the ports. Um, I think the, allowing the slide ports at first thought is another example of let's make this limited. And and uh, they must be listening because this is now limited minor. This division is now limited minor, the division that I proposed several <laughs> months ago. Uh, <laughs> Way to go! It, Way yeah, to go! So, yeah, I mean, it is limited minor now. You can have – you're going to see guys out there – and granted, this won't be a lot of people, but you're going to see people out there with freaking tungsten-infused Glocks <laughs> with all kinds of slide <laughs> milling with weight. I mean, now you can put a weight on there. You're going to see dudes with SJC weights no, on their Glocks. No,
2: no, no. You can't put a weight. No, that's, covered they, in, that, that's covered in other areas. No. Yeah, that's still yeah. covered in, in – that's covered in areas that are already covered in the rule books. You know, only minor changes and and whatnot. So um, I'm down
1: well, to 20- on down let me hold on a second, let me let me address that. It's not like we're not just one email clarification away from that being allowed, no matter what it says in the rule book.
2: So I, I could go I can go either way on this. So the allowing the holes, I don't really see it making any real difference. The potential is I can see some people thinking they have to do it to, for their gun to be competitive, which is completely unnecessary uh then also the making a maximum weight i don't know is necessarily a bad idea because some of the newer guns are getting really heavy but i don't know that it was needed i think uh i think just saying that there's just one weight limit simplifies stuff but i mean how crazy are people going to be going with a like you said a plastic gun is it going to weigh like 60 ounces because they filled it full of tungsten
1: somebody's going to be out there doing it because they think that matters
0: well didn't they just don't you think they just changed the the weight there for ca- the carry optics division now no, no we're
2: still talking about production just, yeah, but is it, yeah. right
0: but it is applicable right because yeah. they they run off the same rule
2: yes yeah. carry
0: and, optics is just a production gun plus four ounces is that what it is yeah,
2: yeah i <laughs> could I, I could go either way i just i don't really care for allowing the milling of the slide uh, right. I feel like I feel like that is, in in of itself, it's not a bad thing, but it's it just further erodes the rules to where yeah. other dumb stuff can ke- potentially come behind it.
0: Well, we haven't even really got to that rule yet. So this one just says slide ports permitted.
2: Yes. Yes. Okay. So that's where we're at. So twenty one point two a and twenty one point two b. A is just slide and frame refinishing. And it's basically just a saying that you can add stippling to provide texture, additional grip surfaces. Uh, so it, doesn't, it, it sounds like to me that removes the same area you can stipple. So you could stipple on forward a lock frame or something. Uh, and then 22, 21.2b, milling the slide. This is where it's kind of interesting. So a slide may be modified specifically for the purpose of installing sites or cocking serrations. Uh, I think sights have always been allowed. The cock considerations serrations is new. Again, adding board cock serrations does not bother me or modifying the rear end or whatever. Uh, but textured finishes, grip tape, milling or stippling on the slide to provide texture is allowed. Cuts designed to specifically or significantly lighten the slide, such as holes are allowed. Uh, that's kind of the one that I feel like is yeah. not a good thing. I, I just think it's for for multiple reasons. One thing that off the top of my head is that it further separates the division from itsic rules. Which a lot of people don't care about, but I, I like the idea of them being closer together instead of farther apart. And and right. then it also it also makes the division a lot closer to limited.
0: Yeah. That's just, limited minor, you're welcome. Oh we
2: it just yeah. water
0: it's watering it down so bad.
2: Yeah, and then 21.3B is aftermarket slides with barrels. I don't think that matters at all.
0: Yeah, that 21.2B is is the big one.
2: Yeah, that's, it's a pretty hard hit to it. Uh, because, on,
0: up you know, up top they say you can have
2: holes. No, no, that specifically says that. You, it, remember this line right here. Cuts designed to specifically or significantly yeah. lighten the slide, such as holes, are allowed.
0: Are allowed, yeah. So but don't can...
2: worry. slide racking devices are still prohibited, for now.
0: Right. But, you, But okay, so now you can have a tricked-out slide. You can cut it all up. You can have a gas pedal.
2: Yeah, and there's... At the end of the day, I don't think those rules really matter much, but I don't think they're a good thing. Well, it, they don't. It's they not a do. it's not a matter that they
1: don't matter much because I mean nobody the, the we, we we do this every time, but like the best shooter in X division is still going to beat everybody for the most part with any gun they shoot or the gun they're shooting. So Joe USPSA guy going out there and adding getting his Glock 34 to 56 ounces, it's not going to matter. We know that, but. It's it's getting to the point where it's like you can now freaking lighten your slide. How is that production? How is that off the shelf? A couple years ago, when they all the hammer you know Hammergate happened, it was like, well, this gun comes with this hammer from this custom shop and it's legal. But this gun coming from the factory that doesn't have that hammer, it's not legal. But you can't swap those hammers because now that's illegal. That at least at least now it seems like that makes sense or made sense. Maybe because we've gotten so far beyond like the rules that. The craziness back then doesn't seem so crazy, but yeah, you know. But it's like, okay, so if you can do, you can do a gas pedal now. Why can't you go ahead and do and flare your magwell externally, flare your magwell, or add a magwell? And it's only a matter of time before it happens because it's not fair (laughs) that the Glock thirty four has Gen five has this really good flared magwell from the factory, but the Tanfo stock two has this horrible just. Tight and really hard magwell, to, it's not as forgiving it's not fair. So, we need to allow external magwells. So, that's yeah. where we're going.
2: Yeah, I bet I think, it comes I, pretty soon. I think in the rule set, though, like I feel like Ipsic is doing a lot of things a lot better than us. Um, their production rules seem a little more clear cut and not straying too far. I mean, they just now allow like aftermarket trigger parts. Uh, but one thing that kind of still cracks me up is, so in IPSC, you can use a race holster in production, but our rules still call out that you must have a carry-type holster for production. So, obviously, my, my boss hanger on a double belt is very carry-type.
1: Suited for all-day carry or something? is that that, in that what it says?
2: Yeah. I just, I think it's kind of like, we're trying to pretend that it's um, not a game, so... That part of the world do uh, get another another change in here under the uh, special conditions number three a handgun model may be approved and added to the USPSA production handgun list after NROI manufacturer's de- uh, declaration form stating that a minimum of five hundred completed models of that handgun have been manufactured and available to the general public it has been submitted and NROI has inspected the handgun for compliance mm-hmm. so this is actually a rule change that i like uh, because there's it, i think opens up the market a little bit more for some of the smaller manufacturers who can't pump out a ton of guns really fast to get them legal quicker and, and even for like cz it would it puts the shadow 2 orange legal faster or uh the cz cost of one or if if tam if tamfolio decides to build a new gun or Anybody brings out a new gun, it gets it legal a lot faster. And when you start talking guns that are more built around our sport, um, it, it definitely helps helps those guns be available for our use sooner. So that one's, I think, a good change. What are your guys' thoughts?
0: Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't feel very strongly about that one. Me either. I don't care. Well,
2: one you, one of you is supposed to be fired up and angry. I mean, didn't, I didn't, that, I didn't, I didn't yeah.
0: really mind it at two thousand. No, I don't. I, I don't really care that it's five hundred either. So,
2: so, so two thousand doesn't hurt. But like, I remember uh, before I worked for CZ or anything, uh, the Shadow Two when it was first started getting imported, and Matt started shooting it. He had to shoot L ten for like two or three months while he was waiting for enough guns to come into the country. Yeah, I remember that. Because it it takes a while. Unless they're just building like a basic plastic gun, then you can pump them out really fast. All right, right. so now we're on to carry optics. A uh, big change here is maximum weight. Yes, 59 ounces with optic and empty, and empty magazine inserted. Yeah. This is a this is a change that I do like. Uh, I think it ties the division closer to IPSC rules, and it, it makes the basic... Optic ready guns that are all on the production list also legal in carry optics, so I think it it bridges the divisions closer together, uh, and it really I don't think it changes much on how the divisions like how you compete or anything, but uh, for an average competitor now that they now they can mill their gun directly for a dot have no additional milling it it, it cuts out like three hundred dollars of cost for a normal competitor to set a gun up or they can put their dot in a dovetail mount and throw it on top of the slide. Uh, I think that's a very good change.
1: So I think that the 59 ounces for production and the 59 ounces for carry optics was, I don't mean this quite as rude as it's going to sound, was just a laziness on their part. Um, they're like, well, 59 should cover it for carry optics, let's just go ahead and make it the same for for production. I am. And, and, and what I was thinking is, is, they're like, well, maybe they're going, well, whatever the heaviest dot is now, let's go ahead and think it could be six ounces heavier in five years. We don't have to change it again because people bitch when we change it. So let's just make it a number that should never be exceeded and we will be good. And then let's just do that in carry optics or in, in production because it has to be on the production list anyways, whereas it probably would have made maybe it didn't make any more sense. But I always thought that. Well, if production is the gun listed weight plus four ounces, just make carry optics, the guns listed weight, the production listed weight. It's in the production rule book plus 12 plus 10, ounces, you know, plus a heavier, a bigger number to account for a base pad and an, an optic. But that was just me. Um, uh, and in, in the grand scheme of things, I'm not really mad about either weight limit, um, except for the, the production weight limit, just cause it's a change. And, Seems like they're just constantly changing it. Like I said, we're pushing it towards limited. But anyways, in carry optics, I think it it I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a change I would have made, but I'm not in charge, so I would have so, just done I would have done the gun plus ten ounces or something.
2: My my guess is they probably came to that weight from combining like the heaviest CO gun or the heaviest production gun with the four ounces. And then adding a reasonable amount of weight for the dot. Right. My guess is that number was not made up out of thin air. I mean, why fifty nine instead of sixty or or fifty eight? It was it was probably because that's the weight that the number made sense on. So I'm okay with that. Then on uh, farther down from there, we have aftermarket slides and barrels. Uh, again, same thing. Don't care. I think that's a, a fine change. I thought it was i actually thought you could already use aftermarket slides i didn't know i don't know what changed it
1: i don't either Uh,
2: then they also added a part about exchange of minor external components uh size firing pins firing pin retainers pins extractors magazine releases uh the magazine releases is probably the big change in that and slide stops uh Thumb safeties, triggers, hammers, bushings. Oh, bushings. So now apparently changing to like a Accu bushing, good to go with no additional work. And ejectors may be with OFM or aftermarket parts. Um, I don't. Other than the slide stops getting turning into thumb rests, I, I don't. Or where the magazine releases becoming like massive buttons. I don't really see the issue with any of that stuff.
1: But they are you could already do magazine releases. So
2: yeah, I thought you could, but yeah. standard. I, I just used the stock when it came in my gun because it works. Yeah.
1: I think that's you could already name. do slide stops as well.
2: Well, yeah, so you could you can use the uh go gun thumb rest.
0: Yeah.
2: So
1: well, that's a takedown that was on a takedown lever though.
2: Oh, you're right. That's a that's a takedown lever, not a slide stop. Which
1: is which is something that should it, it makes even less sense on a takedown lever, in my opinion, because that's whatever. I, I'm not. I'm to the point now where <laughs> let's just fucking yeah. make it limited. Let's <laughs> just call it limited. Minor. <laughs> it
2: is. So, but kind of on the same token, this is uh, if you actually read the entire board minutes, something I found interesting is two two big things here. Um, the first one was. A discussion led by Area Two to allow single action guns into carry optics failed by unanimous consensus without supporter motion. What are your guys' thoughts there?
1: I think Area I think Area Two director has been uh, on Enos too much. <laughs> I yeah.
2: I would I would not be a supporter of that at all. I mean, you, you think about it. You already have like two divisions that are, are very dominated by single action only or actually I guess technically you have three because single stacks all single action only guns, but you have two divisions that are dominated by single action only guns. And I would I would go out I would go so far to say it's probably an advantage in something for the average shooter, even in my carry optics, that would be a terrible rule change. If they would have entertained it, because it probably would have turned carry optics, the, the fastest growing new division, into another 2011 division.
0: Yeah, it well, it would have been like you could have all those those uh 2011 like three gun builds. You see those, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Those guns that like don't move. Those would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be sick. Come on, Jared. Yeah,
2: yeah, Dude, I
0: do. You could do the freaking DWX. What's wrong with you, Jared? Reed could build you a
1: gun. I can't afford Reed's guns. Okay, but <laughs> the, what about the DWX? Nine millimeter DWX with the freaking right.
2: That would be that would be pretty baller. But here's the thing: I think it messes up the division. Oh no! And the the best the guy's division, gonna win anyways. The division's working pretty well. Yeah, best guy's still gonna win.
1: I know. But it,
2: it screws up the division.
1: Hey. Uh, do y'all want to hear my prediction? Yes, yeah. it's coming. It, it's only a matter of time. I don't know, and I'm being, you know, I'm just trying to be fun, have a good time with this, but because I think there's already guns out there that are striker fire that are essentially single action guns. They're just with a striker and no hammer, and so they're yeah. going to be like, that's not fair. That someone's got to pull that big heavy double action trigger uh, when a guy's shooting. I'll I'll just say the canic. Uh, that's just i think that's about as single action as a striker fired can be um every time the slide racks it it essentially cocks the striker and when you pull the trigger it just trips it it doesn't pull it it's not a double it's not a um assisted i don't even know what the right word is but the glock
0: it's a half cock striker fire
1: yeah what is the glock Yeah. yeah yeah the glock so when the when you pull the trigger on the glock you're pulling the striker the remainder of the way before it the trigger bar drops down and the striker goes forward but uh on the uh, Canucks and the Walthers, that thing is cocked. So yeah. I mean, uh, more so at least, and um, you know, it's not fair for the double action, single action guys.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't think it matters much. I just think it, it potentially, it, I kind of see that uh, much like I do aligning holes in the slides in production. Does it probably really matter? maybe not it, it would kind of put the striker guns at a bigger disadvantage but I don't think it matters enough it just kind of looks terrible and again <laughs> it allows further erosion of the rules like if you're going to do that you might as well just make carry optics an open one division hey but it doesn't I think I think you're getting hung up on
1: if it matters or not when it doesn't matter if it doesn't matter
2: very good point just like you <laughs> <laughs> all right so the uh, the That's next dumb. one that i did find interesting was discussion led by area two about increasing capacity and production division to 15 rounds it also failed by unanimous consensus without support or motion so, and so that I mean, just
0: seems awkward right it, it was so, somebody just standing up and being like I that's think the, this, the, that, and then like nobody responded, and they just moved on. <laughs> Crickets.
2: <laughs> you know, that's, uh, that's the that's the weight limit or uh, Ipsyk max capacity limit for production. And I, I think if they had done that from the start, I think it would be better. But I think now the division is too far along, and it works too well where it is and where it's at. I think changing rules like that are bad. I mean, it, it because it massively changes the division. So changing okay. it, you know, this many years later is not cool. I wish that when they set up uh, carry optics that they would have done 15 rounds, same as uh, Ipsic. I think, it, I think the division more interesting that way.
0: Yeah, it's probably going to happen here. Everything else is happening, so.
2: Well, no, we're probably going to get big sticks in carry optics when we long. Yeah, maybe even, big
0: maybe, sticks. Maybe,
2: major power factor single action only.
0: Yeah. It's gonna be
2: Compensators and frame out of dots even.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be uh, bull barreled twenty eleven. <laughs> hey, let me ask y'all a question. Do Big you sticks.
2: guys
1: do you I heard that I don't know the I don't know the ins and outs on this, but I heard that previously and I don't know why, but I heard previously uh world shot world shoot contestants are slot winners or whatever you want to call them were got, given so much money, X amount of money, to go on the world shoot.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, and, heard,
2: and that was cut pretty significantly this year? I think team members were giving, given a certain amount for assistance. Okay. But I also I think that was in the day when yeah. there was like four divisions gotcha. with four teams. So I don't know the ins and outs of that because... It's
0: on the USPSA you know, was, website because I ran across it the other day. Yeah. um yeah it used kinda... to be it used to be like two thousand dollars is what it was and they got two thousand dollars of compensation uh
1: support I guess let me stop you real quick where'd that come from where'd that two thousand dollars come from
0: I don't know where like the two thousand dollars originated. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. was that Bernie Sanders money where they just he pulled it out of a, somewhere that didn't come from somebody's pocket or something I mean it has to come from somewhere is what i'm getting at
2: Yes, it probably it, it it came from income to the organization through either uh, dues or activity fees or you know partnership Class of I, fees. So, but here's the thing: at the end of the day, I really I couldn't care less either way. I have no issue with USPSA assisting the competitors in getting to World Shoot because World Shoots you know really important in our sport and i think it's important for uspsa that you know we're represented well there and it's so it's so little money in the grand scheme of things i don't care uh, i know this year was like five hundred dollars or something of support for the uh team members and basically that paid their entry fee which so, is yeah. acceptable too so the reason why i asked I, i'm with you i don't i don't
1: i don't care i'm just curious if that if that's if it's got if these rule changes, like you made a comment earlier that these new rule changes are getting us further from Ipsic and I'm wondering if that was the goal, to get us further from Ipsic and then the money. I, I like conspiracy theories, so then um, if the, the, you know, not as much money is also to kind of maybe try to separate world shoot importance. I don't know that. I just, you know, I like to think these things are asked the questions. Did we land on the moon? I don't think so. But... You don't think that, so? That kind of stuff. No, we didn't land on the moon. That was what? Right. what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we land on the moon. Dude, I'm kidding. But I like, to, I like to tell people that just to watch them flip out like you did, Jeff.
2: <laughs> but but uh, overall, what do you guys think of the, um, the board minutes? Over everything. All the changes. And the stuff that didn't get changed. This. Well,
1: was there something that, as far as what they changed? We've already discussed what we thought about the changes. Was there something that didn't get changed <laughs> that
2: they should have? No, I think I think they uh, I think they made the right decision on the on the two area two motions. So there uh, was there was a uh, a little
0: phrase in there about single stack that was fairly interesting.
1: It's almost yeah, like they were trying to clear up the uh, the recent allowing of the modular the, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah yeah the yeah, staccato r. And I thought you guys covered that well. So uh, it says, clarification to be made to existing rules. Um, and basically, in summary, while modular frames have been legal in single-stack division, only those in 1911 in the 1911 style using traditional single-stack 1911 magazines are allowed. No, no wide-body magazines, including those adapted to feed in single column, may be used. Yeah, so, so does
0: that mean we should be expecting a clarification of the rules soon, or is that the clarification of the rules?
2: It uh, sounds like to me that's a uh, clarification.
0: Well, it says clarification to be made to existing rules.
1: Yes, you're right. D- didn't it also say that modular frame single stacks have always been allowed, but yes. ha- has anyone made a modular frame single stack? Uh, it says So it's like, oh, he's been allowed, n- even yeah, though no one's ever made one. It says, Sorry. while
0: modular frames are and have been legal in single-stack division, only those in the 1911 style using traditional single-stack 1911 magazines are allowed.
1: So what gun prior to this new staccato was legal in single-stack?
0: I don't know. I guess all those other modular frame single-stacks. But that's what my point. Was there any other modular frame single stacks?
1: I think they're saying it's been legal even though there was never one to do it.
0: Right. But isn't there a, a clause in the rules that says if it's not addressed, it's you should assume that it's not legal?
2: Mm, I believe so. I know some divisions have that. I don't know if it affects all divisions or not.
0: Yeah. But by that phrase, that would be the opposite. It's like, well, since it hasn't really been addressed... They've really always been loud.
2: Really cool stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, o- overall, I, I think the... I think overall, they're pretty good changes. About the only thing I really don't care for is the uh, the holes and slides in production. I think that's the only one that's kind of dumb.
1: Limited minor, baby.
2: I'm fun, pushing or? for
1: Magwells. I'm pushing for Magwells Next.
2: Yeah, that's
1: just what we need. You shut your mouth.
2: Maybe then maybe then Jason could load uh do a four aces in under one ninety eight. Kinda slow. A little bit. Hey, I was thinking about that. Jeff, so what'd you think about our little
1: training? So we were doing drills and like we were trying to Jeff's like, Have you ever done a El Prez in under four? And I was like, Never even tried it. I was like, He's like, What do you run El Prez? And I was like, I don't know, five. And so we were running we ran what, the El Prezion Blake drill, um, Bill drill, and was it distance change up? We did yeah, those we like did, three times yeah. each, and uh, we were just trying to real push. But uh, what did you think about that? Was that a good, good? Did you learn a lot? Did you feel like you got a little faster, or you, you made was, your faster, uh, faster?
0: It was a good practice, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, doing stuff like that, where you're just like changing it up constantly? Uh, we, you know we didn't run anything more than what three or four times maybe
1: yeah something like that uh,
0: if that I think most of the stuff we ran like two times uh, that's really good practice for me it makes me get really comfortable with the gun and shooting rather than comfortable with the drill so uh, yeah I was just feeling really good other than really tired because we got out there at nine o'clock and didn't leave till like five.
2: So My legs long.
1: are tight. They're tight and sore. Yeah, it was a long day. Yeah.
2: How many rounds did you guys shoot?
0: <laughs> Probably not a crazy amount. 300, 400, maybe a piece? Jason did a lot of talking, so... Mm-hmm. Well, that's,
2: <laughs> I'd be, I'd be, I would be not happy if I spent eight hours on the range and shot three or 400 rounds.
1: Well, it was discussing ideas that I thought was valuable. Maybe you guys didn't, Jeff, but I thought it was valuable.
0: No, it was. It was good. It was a good uh, good session of we discussed a lot of theory, I guess. Yes. Movement like movement theory type stuff. We debunked some stuff. That, so how
2: did how did you like having uh three people on the range? What were your thoughts on there?
1: I thought it was great. It was good because one of us would be shooting, the other one would be running the timer, and the third one would be loading their mags. And we would, um, because Jeff was shooting 40 and Lauren and I were shooting nine, we would do at least, Jeff would shoot, so we'd have one person shooting the nine, then one person would shoot 40, and then Jeff would shoot. So it was always like one of us would be shooting and then Jeff would shoot, or Jeff would shoot, and then one of us would be shooting, and then we'd tape. So we didn't tape after each shooter. Sometimes we would even let all three of us shoot and then tape. So it... it it was pretty cool and it was helpful because the more people with three people, we were able to set up more stuff and change it. And, um, and, and, and even if we did tape one person could be back there loading mags while the other two people were taping.
2: So I've, I've generally found that two people work really well and three kind of turned into a crowd, but you guys, all all three of you are, are very good shooters. So that may have made a difference too. Yeah.
0: I mean,
2: I've never tried that with uh with three shooters you know at, at a reasonably high level.
1: we were also in no hurry to be done in three hours I mean there was no time limit like hey, we got three hours to to shoot six hundred drills and to to really build you know what I mean so it was like we had a little bit more time to kind of be laxstaisical mm-hmm. about things, <laughs> but at the same time i mean we were we we did a lot of shooting, so
0: we did yeah, it was really good, and we did like some. We did some just, like, crazy stuff that, like, you really shouldn't be able to do, but we, we tried that stuff kind of for a while with, like, movers and stuff like that. Yeah, so was, that was fun.
2: That would that'd be nice. So you guys had access to the club props, too, which yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, which, which, yeah, would make it worth your time spending a lot more time out there screwing with swingers and stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. it was good practice, real good. Jeff cannot pull the trigger very fast. Nope, real slow.
2: What's your splits, Jeff? Like 12s, 11s, 10s?
0: That's insanely fast, no. I like literally can't pull it fast. Like a good one's like an 18.
2: That's plenty fast.
0: I know it's plenty fast, but it's also really slow. And it drives Jason crazy.
2: That's because Jason <laughs> is all about splits get chicks. Them That's splits. all he's got.
1: Well, no, it's not that I actually think that that's the way to do it in a match. But um, I'm like, dude, I know I can get your splits down. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm like, no.
0: How it many can, people have you got their splits down?
1: I've never have tried. You, have have you coached somebody tried. into some fast splits? No, I've never tried. I actually had another guy that I, I know up here. And, he's, and I asked him, he's like, I can't pull the trigger fast. So I said, all right, into the berm. You're not worried about it. No, you're not aiming at anything. Just pull the trigger as fast as you can. Dude, his splits were like .25. <laughs> I was like, I was just like, "Holy shit, man!" I
2: was like, "Whoa!" I, but I think anyways, if that's all, yeah, if that's all the faster you could pull the trigger, it might be worth working on. But I, I feel like if you're at point two or under, then it doesn't matter at all. But Jeff's hits are freaking low and left, man. At point
1: one eight, at seven yards. Jeff, you're not going to be Jeremy shooting like that. He's shooting D zone hits. <laughs> no, he's not that bad. It wasn't that bad.
2: No, Jeff's very good. Much better than Jason.
1: Jeff's very good. And his gun does not run. Dude, you know how many times that
2: gun choked on me?
1: <laughs> on you? Well, yeah. Probably a lot
2: because you're probably not smart enough to use this.
1: Well, look, dude. It doesn't like to seat magazines very well. And if you don't seat the magazines, it don't feed that next round.
2: So this, this, to-
0: this is actually interesting. It actually ties into why uh i disagree with jared on uh that a single stack gun is easier to load than a limited gun oh. so with a limited gun or I'm, a, or a on this one or a carry optics gun your magazine's heavier so like once you get it in there and you have a little inertia like it's gonna go up there and seat because it's heavy enough
2: no, but just, with, a twenty-one, a twenty-one round forty mag is hard. You have to seat that like a man. It does well, not okay. just go on in there. Seat.
0: But if you have it jammed, packed full, yeah. But if you just have you know nineteen, twenty rounds in it, whatever. If it's nice and loadable, it's going to have some inertia and it's going to seat better. Whereas a single stack, you actually have to jam it in there, as Let's Jason did.
1: Now you just go
2: quick. So the
1: issues I was having yesterday with your gun Jeff was it was in my opinion it was the length of the magazine. So the 2011s have long, the 140 millimeter mags are longer and they stick out a good quarter of an inch to half an inch maybe even a little bit more on some of the other guns past the magwell. So there's no whereas my palms were hitting your magwell and I still needed to keep pushing.
2: Which magwell are you running? Now,
1: hold on a second, real quick, before we talk about that, it was also definitely a technique issue, lack thereof on my part. It's something I've not, I've never really done a, a, a single stack, so I'm sure if you get used to it, you just make sure you just push with the, you know, whatever. But I was seating it like I kind of do with my gun, and that mag sticks out. I mean, a crap ton way, uh, you know, uh, on a carry optics gun, it's a freaking inch and a half, inch and a quarter. So I was just kind of, it was totally on me being a little biatch. Not seating that magazine right. It wasn't how the magazine was light or heavy or I had to do it. Because I think when you're you're doing it, I think you're just going to naturally seat it with the right amount of oomph. It was just that I was probably stopping short. It wasn't kind of.
2: So we could say a lack of skill.
1: Lack of skill, 100%. Right. Because it's not. I am not naturally talented.
2: Like Jeff. Like Jeff right yeah jeff is naturally talented at everything he does in life pretty, pretty much pretty we much. had a good time we were doing we
1: were trying to see how fast we could do some drills like um the bill drill and the el prez i did three el prezes under four seconds nice in a row i think i had all hits on all on the paper on all of them maybe i th- i know i did on the last couple um jeff is like why don't you do uh the
0: two reload two drill and I didn't know he was going to record me, so I did it. But Actually, I said, why don't you do the JJ drill? That's what I said. Yeah, go.
2: 4 Aces became the JJ drill. Remember? <laughs> yeah. So. No, it looked, like, it looked like you guys had fun. Wish I could have joined you, but I didn't get Should've. invited because I'm not a cool kid. <laughs> you actually did get invited like three weeks ago, but like, I got to go shoot my club match because... Because I don't want to hang out with Jason. <laughs> Probably what I said. <laughs> Something like honestly, that. you Honestly, you just look too far away. You're like four hours away.
1: Jared's uh, all started. about training, but I've realized he wants you to drive up there to him.
2: Right, yeah. The problem is I have a dog. I'm gone all the time anyways. I feel terrible like leaving and being gone for a weekend, another weekend.
0: And that's why he doesn't want to practice with us. He's just a big old softy.
2: Yeah. hey I'm not
1: gonna I'm not gonna make fun of him I hate leaving my dog I hate it dude I I'm feel, like oh, man, I want to take my you know so
2: I feel terrible yeah
1: too
2: like I, had to, I have to go I have to go see my my buddy Joel and Joel is like anti-dog so I can't take her there either what? Joel is anti-dog?
1: anti-dog? not yeah. buy this book guys it's a horrible book it's not <laughs> helpful it's nothing here valuable <laughs> Phil's not
0: anti dog.
2: No, he likes dogs just fine, just not in his house.
0: Gotcha. Uh, well, I think that's all we had today.
2: That's a lovely stopping point.
0: Yeah, so we'll pinch it off. And y'all have any closing remarks? Or slam anybody, or talk shit about anybody real quick, or anything like that?
2: Jason should have shot that faster than 198. 197 would have been way cooler.
0: Would have. You're right. She was more skilled. Alright. Y'all have a good week.
2: Stop recording, damn it.